You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Chuck, you did it, you crazy son of a bitch. You really did it. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I think somebody should probably call the police because Chuck Fletcher just robbed the Preds. I'm Matt Arenick, and like Joe just said, the the long wait, boys, is finally over. We have acquired a high-profile defenseman. Can't wait to see what else Chuck has up his sleeve, but I just wanted to say good luck to, to Myers and Patty, but mainly Myers. Yep. Good luck to the boys, and also a big congrats to Chuck Fletcher for reminding everybody that he's not averse to uh, making any big moves. So I'm sure he's got some more going that are going to happen. Um, and we just made a little acquisition ourselves. JT, my younger brother, stepping in for his first episode in a bit. Yeah, I signed another one-day contract, so you'll have <laughs> just for the, the night. But I'm um, glad to be back. Hope this is a good one. No, always, always happy to have you, my friend. Yeah, in reality, it looks like Chuck Fletcher is quite a GM, so good to uh, good to know. Um, before we get in, I, we should mention, obviously, we're all kind of teasing it, but um, you know, the Flyers did ship out some old faces, brought in a new one, and stop me if you've heard this before, but he's got red hair. Uh, before we get into all that, though, just a quick word from our sponsor. Um, you guys have heard us talk about DraftKings all the time, the leader in daily fantasy sports. And how every day can be payday um, when you enter their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up, use, uh, sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, fellas, I say we just get right into it. Flyers made a huge, huge, huge deal. This is the biggest deal in terms of bringing in an asset that I can remember since... Man, probably stronger. Probably. What probably. do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, so we, we should we should mention the deal. By the way, it's it's Ryan Ellis coming to Philadelphia. Flyers ship out Nolan Patrick and Myers to Nashville. Patty is then subsequently just kind of shifted over to Vegas, where he's reunited with Kelly McCrimmon, who used to coach him. Um, and then Vegas or Vegas sent Cody Glass to Nashville. So. That was the deal, but hey, the takeaway is we got Ryan Ellis for a hell of a lot less than I thought it was going to cost. So I'm very happy with the deal. But what do you guys think? Where does this rank in Flyers moves in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years? I mean, they just got potentially the number one right-handed defenseman, at least on the open market right now, or that was available. Mm -hmm. um, if not one of the top three, five right-handed defenseman in the NHL right now. So uh, 
I mean, I don't know how you could look at this move as anything other than like a huge win for the team. And I'm not saying that they fleeced Nashville. I'm not saying that, you know, Vegas wound up with, with a lesser piece in Nolan Patrick because I think he'll be fine there. Um, and I think Myers will be okay in Nashville uh, as well. So it's not even from that standpoint, but just in terms of a guy that is consistently a 40-plus point defenseman, uh, plays a strong defensive game, he's very strong on the puck as well. And, I mean, I, the Flyers showcased it in that, that welcome tweet that they sent out. I mean, he's got an absolute bomb from the point. Yeah. Um, one of the... I think the best way I can describe that slap shot is just, like, like nasty. It's, like, dirty. It's It's so heavy and so fast he just puts so much into it so i mean this is it's just a huge move for the team and it's basically after everybody was whining last week when chuck said you know whatever line about we we don't necessarily need the focus just isn't on defense is about the whole team um or whole team defense or whatever he goes out and just makes this move move and that's a huge one so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious what you guys think, obviously, as well. Yeah, I was – when I saw Mike's text, I, like, quickly rushed to Twitter because I was I was so pumped in the fact that that's all we gave up. I mean, obviously, they're good pieces. You're talking about a second overall pick who's shown glimpses of what he can become. Obviously, he still has to put it together. But it just makes – it makes so much sense from a timing perspective, right? We talked about how Coots – is going to be a UFA, right? He's about to potentially enter the season as a UFA as opposed to not being signed ahead of time. And for someone like him, someone like G, like they want to see that this management group is serious about winning now. And I don't know how else you kind of better show that than, like Mike said, going out and acquiring such a prolific defenseman and a right-handed one nonetheless, which everyone talks about are at a premium. Yeah. Um, you think about Seth Jones. We talked about those trade proposals. Like, what we would have had to give up for Seth Jones, albeit he's so- somewhat younger, is substantially more, and he probably would have cost at least two million dollars more a year at minimum. At, yeah, at minimum, right? So it's I, it's amazing to me how people are still able to find like things to complain about. Like I saw people worrying about his injury history. Like everyone in hockey gets injured, right? Like he missed a little bit of time last year. It's nowhere near kind of the conversation we had about Tarasenko. He's a relatively smaller defenseman, but again, who cares? His defensive numbers are amazing. Like last year, we're talking about Myers and how big he is and how like much hope we have for him just because of that physical package, but he was brutal defensively. It doesn't matter how big you are. It's a matter of how well you can play the game, and we just acquired someone who, when healthy, is unbelievable defenseman. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been huge Ellis fan for a while at this point um and I was like super just super shocked when it happened like the Frank Cervelli tweet was super oddly worded so I was like oh I think we got him but (laughs) you know like today waking up was even better news too because I saw a lot of people worried that it was his shoulder that he injured last year but it turned out to only be a broken knuckle so it's not like it's not like as serious of a, a body part. Obviously, you don't want to see him getting injured, but like, that's I'd much rather someone break a knuckle than you know, tear tear something in their shoulder or something like that. But yeah, yeah I mean he's, he's ahead, a big sorry, time player. That's all, all I was gonna say. 
Yeah, I mean, the the knuckle is huge, too, because you saw what he was able to do when he came back healthy to end the season with the Preds. He had, what was it, like, nine points in 15 games down the stretch, and then four points in five playoff games or whatever. Like, or I forget exactly what the, um, <clears throat> what the breakdown was that Bill Meltzer provided, but he came back playing at a high level, an even higher level, so yeah. I... I, I just don't think that that should be a concern for people right now. Yeah. And it's funny to me how, like, people are just, like, trying to be upset about this, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone be like, he doesn't score in the playoffs, and someone's like, he had, like, four points in five games. Or they're like, yeah, not even a point per game. It's like, he's a defenseman. Like, let's let's remember that. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just goofy. It's always, because it always ends up being people trying to justify why they won the trade. Like, mm-hmm. I saw, like, Predators fans, like, oh, we got out of this just in time. Why? I'm like, He's a 30-year-old defenseman, and so drew a great parallel as people were concerned about he's too old to, to acquire. They acquired team in him when he was 32. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many good years did we get out of him, right? Like, yeah. it's, Up until literally the – until we – I mean, that last year when we shipped him to Chicago was the only year. He was like 30, yeah. 39. Yeah, and he had blood clots in both six. legs. Yeah, and he had blood clots in both legs, and he's – yeah, uh, I, I've been seeing a lot of comparisons, a lot of lines drawn to the team in an acquisition. And I, I don't think it's just because he was, you know, uh, just from the Predators. Like team and he's a compact guy. He's only 5'10", so he's not he's not the biggest guy, but he plays a big game. He's physical. Like Mike said at the top of the show, he's got that rocket of a shot. Um, and you know what? I could give a rip if he scores in the playoffs. As long as he's playing shutdown defense, which he can do, you know, that's fine. I don't really – I don't care. I'm very, very happy. I'm very excited. Um and to, to give up what they gave up is truly remarkable because to me, I mean, I think Myers' potential was like a top, what was probably, I don't know, a fourth or third pair defenseman, probably. Um, and that's if everything breaks right. He's probably, you know, a number three or number four. But uh, Patrick, honestly, I mean, yeah, we've seen glimpses, but best case scenario for me, maybe he could be a 3C. Uh, I don't know, maybe a uh, high-end 3C where he kind of plays up a little bit. But if that's what you're giving up, it, it's a bunch of kind of guessing with Patrick. And Myers, I still think, has has a, a lot of runway to kind of figure out his game. But you're, you basically gave up a question mark in Patrick and a number three or number four for a established number two, maybe even quasi-number one defenseman. I'll take that every single day. And he's locked in at $6 million, which is unbelievable. That's It's a great contract. Because the cap's not going anywhere. We've talked about it all, all season, how the cap's not going anywhere. So it was a great deal by Chuck. I, I'm really impressed. It's only, um, like, what, five? Or, sorry, that's only, like, 11, seven, five, maybe 12 tops between your two, or between your top pair defensemen. I think it's that's 14. Not, it's 13, because it's 13? six, seven, five. Oh, you're, top, you're saying top two, right? I think yeah, Provrap and Ellis. And Proroff isn't making eight. He's six point seven five. Yeah, is that all it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, there's no way they were going to give him eight. But yeah, so and, thir- thirteen but, on your top pair is incredible. That's and, and also one other kind of sneaky thing that I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking. We were definitely going to use spots on Myers and Patrick. Yeah, weren't we? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that now takes away chips from Ron Francis. He's got much less leverage now than he did before. Because the Flyers can go to the table and say, okay, you know what? You can take either JVR, Jake, Ghost. They can take a big money contract, or you can take a, a no-name goalie prospect, I guess, if you Braun wanted or to. Hague. Or Braun or Haig. Or yeah. Braun or Haig. So, like, I mean, obviously, 
I don't know. They, they, they could take Braun or Hake. It's possible, but um, I, I mean, Jake only has two years left on that deal. It's not like it's going to be crippling to a team. I mean, um, since you're bringing it up, Joe, do you want to kind of? I was going to say, yeah, take, take a let's detour. let's go. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at Seattle. Let's let's talk about some of the players. So obviously, like I mentioned, the Flyers they're they're trying their best to force Ron Francis's hand and Seattle's hand to take one of these big money contracts and maybe you know. We've heard about the Tarasenko deal. Um, what do you guys want to do? You want to do Tarasenko yeah. rumor because it's kind of tied into Seattle. Let's get into that because we're also we're coming off the Flyers too. So so yeah. So was it before or after the Ellis deal? You guys started talking. I was all cars yeah. on the table. I was Savannah. I was in Savannah, and I was about fifteen drinks in when this trade <laughs> happened. So I don't remember a ton, but um, oh man, it was before or after? What what was it, Mike? It was after. It was after. Yeah. So. They make this Ellis deal, and then all of a sudden there's more chatter about Tarasenko possibly coming to Philadelphia in another kind of three-team deal. So Ellis, obviously, that was a three-team deal. It's been done before. It doesn't happen a ton in hockey, but, I mean, it happens a lot more in, like, the NBA where there's, like, five teams involved in trades. Um, but it could happen here. So it would be Tarasenko being selected from, C- for, from St. Louis by Seattle, mm-hmm. us then trading Robert Haig – and a second, right? No, or a first? trading Jake. Oh, we would trade Jake pick. to yeah. Drake, Jake, and the pick to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then Seattle takes Haig, and then Seattle takes Haig, and we get Tarasenko. I mean, the, if if I see Haig's name pop up tomorrow <laughs> night, I'm going to be so. I don't know. I can't even. I'm trying to think of like who I would complain about next year on the roster. Yeah, we'll find someone. Nick Abikubel is now protected, I was say, so like, NAK is probably the only person I can imagine I'd actually have like a grape with. Yeah, but I'm so hoping for a big bounce back from him. So it would be nice. The cool thing too is I imagine when the pick happens, if there's a trade, it'll just all be rattled off at once. Because if I remember right, correctly, the Islanders trade like Mikhail Grabowski or something like that, or mm. I forget who it was exactly. Well, and the the Panthers traded both. Riley and yeah. Marchessault that night, and so, I think they announced both as well. Yeah, I think it just gets all announced at once. So, mm-hmm. but you know, technically, I, I the know. the player freeze doesn't lift until Thursday. So I don't know if that means teams can't make trades with each other, or if you can make only trades with Seattle. I think you can make I think trades with Seattle. Seattle think, only. Okay. Yes, yeah. JT's correct. It's Seattle only, which I mean, the Flyers would do. So yeah. And I mean, I gotta be honest. I was I was super hot on this rumor a couple nights ago. I it seemed when I how read far it, of a Tarasenko rabbit hole did you go down? I went pretty far down. I went even <laughs> further down the last. Did you end days. up in Russia? Did you all the way end up the other side? No, but I found out the Blues fans call him uh, Vova, which is Vova. apparently a nickname for Vladimir in Russia. Okay, so yeah. oh, like, I yeah. found yeah, I found out Ryan Ellis is the beard of destiny apparently too. Yeah. Yeah. His beard is tremendous. That's a great it, is, uh, it is excellent. Um, but anyway, I I don't think that this is as done a deal as we may no. have thought at first. It sounds now, it sounds like in the wake of that, the news about the Flyers, the Panthers, and the Islanders potentially upped their, their game a little bit. I think the big thing that the Flyers have is that the 13th overall is probably mm. in play. Of course. Um, which originally they weren't going to lose it in the deal, but even if they do, I'm still fine with it probably. But um, it now seems like 
the Blues are also wanting to get into onto the trade uh, because, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Why would they be losing the only team that gains nothing in this scenario? So I've seen it kicked around now that uh, St. Louis will select... Um, St. Louis will select Vince Dunn and Seattle. Yeah, sorry. Seattle will, will select Vince Dunn and they'll take Haig from the Flyers and then they'll also get the pick and then the Blues will wind up with Jake Voracek and the Flyers will wind up with Tarasenko. Something somehow it, you know, materializes into that three-way trade. That's that's the updated one that I've been seeing a lot, but I I still think the Islanders are in it right there with the Flyers. I think that ultimately they'll probably back down and go with, like, Lannis Cog. They'll just throw all the money in the world mm-hmm. at Lannis Cog because Lula Morello is obsessed with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so how how's this, like, are we fine? Are they doing a televised thing tomorrow night? Because the pitch yeah, are Yeah, ESPN2. Yeah, so... so... Maybe Stephen A. Smith will come on and talk hockey for us. <laughs> Matt, what, what, guys, talk what do you ESPN. think? Yeah, that's huge, actually. I think ESPN. Kevin Weeks is going to be a part of it. Kevin Weeks is, congrats... Yeah former NHL Network alumni is now. What but do anyway. you guys think the odds are that I get to see it on uh, on TV at PJ's tomorrow? 1 to 10. What are the uh, or what do you think? 20% chance? I think it's only ESPN awesome. 2. I, I would I would give it a 50/50 chance. 50/50. I like you JT. Just ask the manager. It's all you got to do. Yeah, huge. Ah, well, I got to get my Karen wig out of the car and put it say, on. I got to get your what do they call them Bob, the Bob cut. Uh, I don't know. So wait, Whatever. so if if the, during the show tomorrow, JT, you think that they'll announce the trade? Yeah. When the pick's taken? Okay. Because that's, what, the, that's the what they do with Vegas, and yeah. I, I can't imagine that they would want to hold stuff up that much more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was thinking is if they don't announce it then, which would be bad TV, but um, either way, like, if you're, if we're, us as Flyers fans, if they pick Jake, okay, I'll miss Jake, I, I like Jake, but that's 8.25 mm. off the books, even if we don't necessarily know the trade is coming, that's still eight and eight point two five to go and throw at someone else. If they take Haig, like at that moment, what we're like, yeah, that's it, right? The trade's happening because I can't imagine them just taking Haig. If <laughs> I don't know, I Dave just don't see that thing. Coach. Dave Haxall's coach. I, <laughs> I have I have almost zero faith in the combination of Ron Francis and Dave Haxtell. You don't <laughs> think he's a good GM? I think he. Did a horrible job and and uh, with the Canes, he drafted like their whole back end, didn't he? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I think he did. I don't I, know. I'm pretty sure he did, and then he only left because Dundon or not Dundon. What are the name for did the you owner? Did yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I um, the, he couldn't get along with the Carolina owner, which who sounds from all accounts to be a very prickly um, gentleman. So. I'm know. pretty sure he drafted their whole back end, like Justin Falk, um, those all those Americans. What's, what's the other Americans? There's an American, uh, Slavin. Slavin Pesci. I'm pretty sure he drafted all a, a lot of I, st- them. I still don't. I don't know. He, him and I mean, him and, it might also be that him and Rutherford's like time there kind of overlap in my mind too, because Rutherford before he went to Pittsburgh was there, and he yeah. didn't. For, in my mind, those two tried to ride cam ward longer than they should have because he was not the goalie that they thought he was you know i i just i don't have a whole a whole lot of like 
excitement with those two. Dave Tippett being there, I think, is decent, but I don't know. What's Dave Tippett's role? I think he's, like, advisor or, like, hockey ops or something, if I'm not mistaken. I guess it's a better job than... It's more sustainable he's, job than Yeah, uh, he's, like, he's, like, high up. I just can't imagine seeing Dave Haxtell walk into your office with that goatee and just being like, yeah, this is the guy. Dave <laughs> a goatee now? Yeah. Oh. You see, if you look on, like, Seattle and they posted it, it was, like, this blonde yeah. goatee. I'm, excuse me, I'll be looking right now. What yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it was... <laughs> no way let me see it looks like the oh, dude, like in like wow. a superhero movie where like some guy gets like kind of pushed around in the very beginning and becomes the villain and he grows out some terrible facial yeah. hair yeah, it, it, he's look, like, uh... it looks like to me he's like man I miss Ron Hextel I have to have something similar to what Ronnie had to, re- to remind the... me of yeah wow he looks horrible he looks oh, really really skinny awful. too yeah, he looks gaunt he right, looks like, why, why are we getting into a discussion <laughs> about Dave Haxtell's health? Because he's it's not real Dave Haxtell. It's it's bizarro world Dave Haxtell where he's not going to take Hague and he's going to take Voracek. Yeah, he's going to win but the coach of the year. If, All right. if I am completely comfortable with losing any of the following for Tarasenko, Jake, JVR, uh, the 13th overall pick, Hague, Braun, I'm okay with losing any of those if it brings me... Tarasenko and if it's one of those and the 13th overall pick so be it because that 13th overall pick guess what that guy's not coming for three years and by then the window could have closed who the hell knows so I am very fine with any of that combination of of that deal happening and especially honestly I would lean more towards him taking them taking a JVR or Jake if one of them is off the books because I think we can go out and get a maybe a 3C if necessary if, if, if you know they don't think Frost is ready. They can go and get a 3C. Um, or they can get a, another defenseman, you know, because because of how tight the cap is going to be. <clears throat> I think it's very possible you can get a really good player on, you know, a short-term, higher kind of money deal where somebody would take like a one-year, like four or five million dollar deal. I think it could happen. And it's, you know, in a normal year, that player would probably command five years and, you know, seven million, something like that, something crazy. So. I'd be happy with anything happening getting Tarasenko here. I once you guys brought it up, I was so ecstatic. I've wanted him for a long time. I think he's a fantastic player, and the Flyers have not had a game breaker since probably Young Claude Giroux. Probably it was the last time they had Danny someone true. Yeah, Danny B was was really good. And I'll um, temper the expectation. I don't expect him to be a game breaker given the injuries he's I had. Do. Even if he's Still. dealing, you do. Yeah. Do. Okay. Did you see? I think that? he's, I think he's ahead, pissed. I'll, I'll let you finish. Why? Well, I, I just meant more or less like I'm not saying he can't like finish just as well as he probably did before, right? Especially mm. if he's on a line, if it's G Coots and him, and you finally have that shoot first player on almost every line. You can have TK on one line by himself. You can have Farabee on a line by himself. It kind of provides the dynamic that we need for each line. I just don't know if he has like the end to end kind of in him anymore um, at least i'm not saying i shouldn't say you know what he doesn't Let's... have it in him yeah i'll just say i'm not expecting it if we do acquire him go ahead i, I think that i don't know if you guys saw the uh the athletic it, article yeah yeah the athletic article about the actual doctor like tarasenko's personal doctor Mm-mm. so i mean that's a whole saga too it, apparently he's disgruntled because the team 
he like he he got his first two shoulder surgeries through the team doctor. Right. And the guy Tarasenko in his camp basically say the guy botched it, which Oof. is a pretty heavy claim to to levy against somebody, but that's his claim. Uh and then the team doctor also basically says that too and says that like after this surgery he should be feeling no effects of this he's 100 percent healthy by my eye he expects him to be you know up to his typical self next year and apparently the relationship soured because the blues didn't like hearing that and they said it was a work ethic issue then with tarasenko not the fact that the surgeries were bad so i don't know if you're going to be seeing him at like the 40 goal pace that he was in the past but like I mean, twenty five to thirty should be a no brainer for him on a line with Coots and G. On like power, that line, oh, power yeah. play will be fantastic. Power, again, yeah. If it, shootouts, like, I mean, he's he helps in a lot of areas. And I'm is sorry, is he like, on Jake's wall on the power play? Is that his typical position? Does anyone know? I'm not sure. He kind I was of gonna, plays. I've seen him play like a floater position where he like kind of drifts around. Put him in the trigger spot yeah. exactly. And I was gonna say, Matt, even if he can't bring that two hundred foot game anymore. If you put him on a line with Coots, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's well, not no. going to worry. That's what I was saying. I wasn't yeah. saying that like I'm not on board for acquiring him because I think like if you p- put him around those players, he's going to have the, he's going to bring the dynamic that the team's lacking. Correct. I'm just saying I I'm not and I'll be happily disproved if he comes out and he has some of those like highlight real goal that goals that he had during his time in St. Louis. So yeah, he that's a, go ahead, JT. I was gonna say he is a lefty, so he could play that opposite wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I do think that Matt, I do agree with you. Like, uh, I'll be happy. Like, I won't be happy, but if he's comes out this year and he's not, he's clearly not not his old self. Then it's like, okay, you know, expectations were too high. That's on me. But just watching some of his game footage the other night, like, sure, a lot of his goals come from far out, huge rips, like. If, if the shoulder's not 100%, it's going to be hard to replicate that probably. But a lot of his goals come from in tight and, like, on power moves coming off the wall or, you know, bracing himself on a breakaway or, you know, real real tight moves around the, the crease. If he can maintain that part of his game and his speed's still there, which it, I don't necessarily see why it wouldn't be. Um, I mean, that that's, that's just for me why I think 25-plus is very realistic even if he's not 100 percent. but if he's 100 percent, i mean all bets are off like in a year where and again i don't want to get too excited about this because there's a part of my gut that thinks that the trade's going to go awry or something like that but if you're getting you know st louis tarasenko pre you know this latest surgery i mean that's 40 goals easy and you're looking at potentially like another 80 90 point season from Giroux like I, I don't know Flyers just haven't been able to enjoy that um that element for a long time so it's hard not to be excited about it no I agree it would be I think it'd be tremendous I think he'd help out in a ton of different areas so we'll see the Flyers could get scooped somebody could come in you know the Islanders the Islanders have their own kind of problems to worry about with cap with Bovillier and, and a bunch of other stuff so I'd be kind of sh- surprised if they did it but i mean lou lamarillo is a shrewd operator so i wouldn't i guess you can't put anything by him so we'll see we'll see um 
Do you guys want to kind of – should we touch on any other of the big names? I mean, obviously kind of random, but Carey Price is left exposed. He could technically get taken by Seattle, which would be wild. Um, Brayden Holpe's exposed. That's another name out there, which he just signed a yeah, pretty big contract um, with with Vancouver. Um, Mark Giordano has been exposed. Uh, Yanni Gord is exposed. Obviously, he could get taken. I mean, if I'm if I'm Seattle, I'm taking Yanni Gord. But um, yeah, any other names that really surprise you other than the ones I said, or you want to comment on any of the ones I mentioned? Uh, only ones I'll add. I mean, Duchesne. In terms mm-hmm. of like big cap hits and big names, Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, Adam Henrique. I've always thought Ryan Johansson was extremely overrated. Yeah, yeah. he's he's not that great. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that stands out. I mean, Ovechkin was left unprotected, which yeah, yeah, UFA. Yeah, yeah. UFA. I know, I know. I yeah. So Lane, anybody, I wanted to see if anybody bid on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, that that contract is in a drawer in Washington. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think. I'm, go ahead, JT. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Penguins left some interesting names open, I thought, too. Like, Patterson's open, um, as well as Zucker. Is, is, uh, what's his name, Marino? Is he ineligible? He might not have hit the game's limit because the two pretty new the year. He played, like, half the year the year before, right? Gotcha. I was curious. Um, Yeah, and then the Maple Leafs have one of Kerfoot or McCann, I think, get taken. Yeah. Everyone That's the craziest like, part is they, they trade for McCann and then they just leave him exposed. Like, yeah, some some weird stuff. I think the the big one for me is price. Like, I totally get. There's the report. It was oh his knee might need surgery and now it's oh his uh, hip might need surgery now too. Very convenient that that all came out. Uh, as as the Canadians are up against it um, for both the cap and the expansion i mean if i were the who else like who else is even available for the canadians if i was uh seattle i might just call montreal on it because like carry price how many years does he have left of that contract he's got a lot of time a lot of time left and it's a big hit it's a lot of money 10.5 yeah Yeah, the the, the 10.5 is nuts but I don't know. It w- it would be funny to see Seattle call them on their bluff and get, you know, instantly the, the best goalie in the world or the you know one of the best especially five goalies if, in the world. If their plan is to be close to the cap floor, like what's stopping them from at least turning around and flipping them, like yeah. taking them, re- retaining whatever they feel comfortable with, and you flip Carey Price at seven million, at six million, at whatever. I, I read be. something that the the NHLPA and like the NHL have gotten together and they, so like for instance, somebody threw it out there like, Oh, like what about Montreal trading? You know, they get tra- taken by Seattle, Seattle trades them back to Montreal, retaining half the yeah, salary. They, they say that they can't that. You, you can't yeah. do that, but they can turn around and trade players. Another team. So they can yeah. trade to another team. Yeah. Pretty, salary. yeah. Because they, how else would could. the Flyers get Tarasenko? True. Yeah. They just can't do it for purposes of like, voiding old contracts basically like, that was that's, the same with vegas too yeah because that's what it amounts to it's it's contract restructuring what the nhl doesn't like doing so mm. and that's NHL what makes PA, me think, i guess think about what happened with vegas first time around is they just took like every defenseman under the sun because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they know that defensemen are at a premium like that's what it makes so much sense for them to take Haig at least originally because he's a younger defenseman regardless if we think and we know he's not good like other people in hockey probably think he is good so 
I just expect them to take whatever gives them the most value. And, I mean, carry price is hard, hard to turn down. So He's hard to turn down, but that's a ton of money, my friends. We shall see. Um, a lot of interesting names out there. Tomorrow cannot get here fast enough. I'm so excited. Um, and then do do we just want to kind of end on? I mean, it's always possible the Flyers end up kick, you know keeping that pick. Maybe they get scooped by another team for Tarasenko, and they don't you know end up trading it. Um, I just pulled from the Athletic who they might take. I know nothing about the draft class this year. All I all I heard was Brent Flair say, you know, there's no true superstar. There's just a lot of you know pretty good talent in the first like the first round basically obviously we all heard these rumors about the goalies and stuff but um <clears throat> i think it was from charlie o'connor it was charlie or, or pronman on the athletic um Fab, fabian is it lysel yeah lysel, lysel. lysel. Mm-hmm. apparently I'll, I'll read the depth um or, or the article i guess you say uh the flyers should use more depth at center in the pipeline but one thing that they've lacked at the nhl level for quite a while has been true game-breaking speed Lysel brings that to the table in addition to strong production at the junior level, nearly a full season's worth of experience in the SHL. Flyer scouts have shied away from taking Swedish products in the past, uh, and neither did Fletch, uh, or haven't shied away, I should say. And neither did uh, Chuck Fletcher when he ran the show in Minnesota. And in fact, that Lysel shows high effort defensively, a Philly scouting department that tends to pride towards two-way acumen shouldn't be scared away, even if a stylistic speedster doesn't fit their usual mode. Um, that is a, a bound to be aggressive to some of the Flyers. Front office doesn't trade number 13 pick before it can be made, which I think all four of us are pretty much in agreement that we want them to trade that pick. Um, yeah. So if they yeah. if they keep it and Jesper Jesper Wallstad is there, I don't see any problem with picking. You see know, a goalie uh, who's that? Yeah, he's the um, Swedish goalie. The he's six three two fourteen. Um, nice. He's playing in the SHL already as. I believe he's like 18 playing in that league, which yeah. is wow. kind of kind of nutty. Um, you can't go wrong picking a. Well, I mean, you can go wrong picking anybody, but you you can't go wrong amassing that level of value that early, and then turning around and trading that pick to a team like Los Angeles or Toronto, who are just starved for goaltending prospects. And you know, given the fact that Wallstedt is already as good as he is you're maybe looking at like a i don't know five-year window three-year window for his progression versus like an eight-year window or whatever you would normally get for a goalie um so i wouldn't That's mind what that did too with, yeah i mean they had yeah. bishop they had a very good goalie in bishop and then they have vasileski come out of their prospect pool and it's very good and i didn't even realize this until recently that he was actually part of that bishop trade was eric chernak coming back mm. That's wow. acquired, acquired Eric Chernak. So I mean, that's he's a huge piece of the last two Cup runs, and yeah, I mean, God forbid Carter Hart isn't the answer. You you always got to have Plan B, Plan C, yeah. Plan D, and part of that is a good prospects pool. But JT, have you been how how's your uh, your prospect research been this year? Stuff is scarce. Uh, like <laughs> just it's hard to like. Usually, I feel like you have like a bunch of videos that are like 10 minutes it was like one or two on a person of like five minutes long so um but yeah i mean along with the the center depth ideas what i've seen a lot with the flyers besides like wallstead so i saw Chaz lucius and uh i think cole sullinger they're both 
I think they're both centers. I know Solinger is, but they're both odd in the fact that they're shoot first, which is very interesting from the center position, in my my opinion. Yeah. Um, but they're like, they're not like bit, like huge or anything. They're like that mid size of like five eleven, like six foot area. So, uh, I think they'd be solid picks, but it, it's just so hard with the lack of teams and and yeah, I mean. Obviously, I would I would have faith that a, an NHL scouting staff would do a much better job. But like, if you're just a fan out there watching, trying to like see, this is a type of year where I think if your team makes a pick, don't overreact because there's just so little out yeah. there to like really decide. I don't know. And that's important too. Like, from Chuck Fletcher and the staff, like there has never been a better year to trade your draft pick than this year. Like, because you know. Let's say, let's say the Flyers take a pick, and it turns out the pick they get, the pick they get is a great dude, great player. Turns out to have a great NHL career. That's that's great. That's what you want. Let's say though they pass on it and they trade it, and they you know are able to bring in a guy like Tarasenko by doing that, or bringing in you know a number four defenseman or something, or or a high end three C. Um, Let's say they're able to do that with it, and then maybe some players wind up being good from this draft, and Flyers fans are like, damn, like it would have been nice to get a player from this draft, or from that draft, but you can't, you know, knock the fact that they walked away from that summer with Ellis, Tarasenko, and yeah. maybe another piece. Like, that that should really be it, like the, the viewpoint from Chuck Fletcher. Like, there yeah. really is no downside to trading this pick this year. I, I will say this, with it being like the COVID year, it reminds me a bit of like a few years ago when the Sixers made that horrible Michael Bridges trade and they brought in the first round pick along with um, Zaire Smith. Mm-hmm. That pick was a huge question mark because it was like the year where restructuring with, with how first round picks work. Um, so it wasn't as valuable. So I'm interested to know what the actual value of this first round pick is versus like, you know, an average year. Yeah. It's tough to say because, like you said, JT, there's no tape, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go – I guess you could – I mean, as a salesperson, you could sell it either way. You could say, listen, you know, there's tremendous value in this pick because, you know, there's not enough tape. So this could be – you could get a, you know, someone who should be like a top five player at 13 just because there wasn't enough tape on them. This is great value. Or you could look at it from the other perspective and just be like, you know – there wasn't enough tape at all. Yeah. I mean, these, this is a trash pick even at 13. You yeah. Know, all the best players are going to be top five only. So who knows? I, I think regardless, there's going to be people looking for other first round picks just because that's what happens. You know what yeah. I mean? Like no one's ever going to be like, no, I don't want this first round pick. But like, I mean, even I, Arizona, I just, like they're trying to trade like Garland. Like there's so many different yeah. teams right now that are trying to get rid of cap. And yeah, I saw Arizona start the, the rebuild that, Offering a 13th overall pick in this draft year where everyone's board's probably so much different. I feel like there'll be so, like, at least, let's say, like, call it half of the teams will be viewing yeah. it as glass half full. So. Me, Sam Reinhardt for the 13th overall Oof. pick. I so, do that. I they do want that a, I was going to say that, but they apparently want like an NHL ready prospect. Yeah. Who I don't know who that'd be. Frost. Frost. Frost really Reinhardt. Maybe Zamola. The only, mm. the only issue but I, I don't with, know if they have the value to get in to get Sam Reinhardt. You would, yeah, you'd also have to lose. I guess if you lost Jake, I don't know. 
we, we'll see. There's a lot of time left here for them to make other deals, but I mean, tomorrow is the big day, so we will see. Uh, we'll be tweeting from the account, I'm sure, if there's anything that happens. Everybody, tune in. ESPN two. Um, I'm excited, man. I, this is the most excited I've been since the Flyers lucked into the Nolan Patrick sweepstakes. sweepstakes so. I'm just hoping this has a better ending, and I think it will. Like I said, very impressed by Chuck. Um, trade that pick, my friend. Get rid of it and, and bring Tarasenko here. And whew, that's one spicy offseason. I don't know about you guys, but that's um, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Any last thoughts, gentlemen, before we before we end the uh, the pot here? Take us home, Joe. All right. Well, for Mike, for Matt, for JT, for myself. Hope you all have a safe and fun weekend coming up. Take care of yourselves and each other. See you, everybody.